Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, welcome, or welcome back to TSC Talks. We are the podcast inspired by the condition known as tuberous sclerosis complex. My name is Jill Woodworth, and I am your host. On today's episode, my guest is my business partner, co-owner of TSC Talks, mother, senior care advocate, senior care bus driver in town, and I don't know, she wears a lot of different hats and is just an amazing human being. I'm not going to talk too much about what she's going to talk about because I already intro it in the actual interview. So coming up ahead is Lisa Larson. Appreciate her doing this so much and it kicks off our series on exceptional circumstances, what to do when the systems that you depend on don't work. She's the first in this thread, content thread, and we'll be introducing more guests to you as we go along. So join us. And always tune in to our weekly updates every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, where I come on for 15 minutes and talk about each podcast that's either playing or had just played or is coming up, share some clips, and give you some health hack tips for my own personal repertoire of cheating the system. Now, figuring out, the, figuring out ways to insert activities, supplements, you know, all kinds of tools and tips to make you feel healthier improve your quality of life without breaking the bank or uh, having to go see a doctor or another professional. So that's what we're doing on Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Join us and stay tuned for more awesome content on TSC Talks. I'm going to stop talking and say take it away. Lisa. Welcome to TSC Talks. I am here with my business partner and co-owner of TSC Talks, Lisa Larson. She has willingly agreed to participate in this interview. And when we were talking about ideas for this coming year for the podcast, we we threw a lot of stuff out there. But one thing that keeps coming up and it's kind of a general theme in, in the work we do here is people that are living with extreme situations that either that they didn't expect, that happened unexpectedly, and they're either kind of have to think outside the box to make things work. And, you know, I see this happening in the TSC community. I see it happening, um, you know, in autism community. I see it happening. But one place that it happens all the time that we don't even think about is with the elderly. And Lisa, in the last year, has transitioned her, actually in 2020, transitioned members of her family um, that are older into her living space. And I've just kind of watched it from outside. And it's been really, um, I've, you know, seeing the challenges and the rewards. And so I thought it'd be great for Lisa to come on and just talk a little bit about, you know, what made her decide to do this, how it happened, and, you know, kind of the process. And 
just so anybody out there, you know, I think this is a common theme for a lot of people is what do we do when our parents get older and they're forced to either, you know, have to go into an, I shouldn't say forced, but they have to go to a, you know, uh, I was going to say a group home, but, a, you know, a placement, a, um, Oh nursing home nursing which is home. like a group home right. yeah you know, same was, thing yeah. so anyway yeah so nursing home so that's kind of what we're going to be talking about so thank you lisa for being on mm -hmm. yeah um, yeah so do you want to just tell me like i guess you know i know that you before your your parent you moved your mom in you you had you wanted to downsize and you made these plans to pack up and you Put your house in the market and all that stuff and just to say like what how how much i think you care about improving situations and making things better for everybody in your family just so it's just something that's oh i've always like just inspired so Oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah, we we had hoped to downsize. We're the sandwich generation, so our kids are we have one in college. We have one who is still here but almost ready to launch hopefully and so my husband and I had started talking about downsizing but my kids were not quite ready for that and it turns out my husband wasn't either it, w it was really me who was ready to downsize so we ended up deciding to stay in the house but one of the reasons we had wanted to downsize is that financially it's, it's been a stretch it really has I mean the town we live in Texas go up every year it's it's crazy so we kind of once we switch directions we kind of had to figure out okay well how do we make this work mm -hmm. financially and in the meantime while i was packing us and downsizing us we had also downsized my husband's stepfather after his mom had passed away and then my brother-in-law passed away so we had downsized his stuff so we had now like we had cleared <laughs> out our right. house ready to downsize and then suddenly had melded into other houses into our house and then during that time, my mom, my mom has had her own share of health issues. Mm -hmm. Her husband, she's been a full-time caregiver for her husband now for the last several years. She's 77, he's 86. So it's been a lot. So I have actually, over the last few years, spent a lot of time at their house. I had actually moved in for certain right. times for different reasons, because at times my mom would have physical issues that would make it so that she couldn't take care of my stepfather and and so I would move in and take care of both of them right I forgot and about that yeah that and so then it was getting to the point where I was I, I had pretty much been a stay-at-home mom worked here and there but I wasn't actually working outside the home but I was going to their house pretty much every day all day and we were just, we were trying to figure out, you know, they aren't ready to go into a nursing home. They looked at assisted living. The biggest problem with assisted living was that they, the kitchens don't come with an oven and my mother cooks. Mm -hmm. And that was just, so it was, That's it was a deal breaker for her. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was, that was just too much. And so we were thinking and we, we just couldn't figure it out. And honest to God, one day I was in the shower. I was right first thing in the morning and all of a sudden it was like, well, why don't they just move in here? Yep. And I, I, it, literally had to have been higher power otherworldly because I it wasn't something I had thought of so I got out of the shower and I said honey I have an idea and my husband being like I don't know one of the best guys in the entire world was actually on board with it immediately and it just it kind of put all the puzzle pieces into place uh -huh. it just made sense 
So we talked to my mom and stepfather about it, and they liked the idea too. So, wow. and my kids were pretty good with it. Not 100%, but pretty good. And mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. we decided to move forward, and then COVID. Yeah, that's right. So I'm just doing the timeline. So it was yep. like right before. COVID we made the de- yeah we made the decision that they would list their house and come live here and no sooner did we make the decision within just a couple of weeks everything shut down well um, in some ways it, and I'm sure you'll talk about this but it seems like that's almost a good thing because otherwise yeah. if they were going through the health crises in a, in a assisted living you might not be able to see them Absolutely. I I do believe all of this happened for a reason. When COVID hit, of course, you know, it was the beginning. None of us really knew anything. I was absolutely terrified to go to their house to visit them. I used to literally run in, drop stuff off, and run back out again. And then I would talk to her from outside. It was just, it was was crazy. We didn't know anything. Right. We didn't know. I mean, they had shut everything down. Mm -hmm. All we knew is like, you know, it was just, it was terrible. And, and basically it was like, if you're old and you get this, you will die. Yeah. Now, I mean, they're both elderly. They both have significant health issues, mm-hmm. you Which know. puts them at risk. Right. So I knew they were high risk, but not being able to see them was just torture. And my mom and I are, are very, really very close. close. Sometimes yeah. maybe a little too close. <laughs> we're, we're all each other has. I, I, yeah. I had a sister. She passed away 11 years ago. I have a biological father who's not in my life. And so we're, we're as close as we can possibly be. And luckily, my husband is very close to her, too. And he has lost his parents. So he considers, you know, that's, that's his mom. Family. Now. It's family. Yeah. Yeah, so, and like there's no way that you could really go forward without figuring this out. Right, right. So, I mean, then then when we couldn't see them, it became even more like we all knew that moving in together was what we needed to do. It just kind of cemented that we were making the right decision. So we had hoped, you know, like everyone else, we figured, okay, spring will come, everything will improve. Right. And, you know, then it didn't so much. But so by June, my mother was like, I can't do this anymore. I, I that's it. So no matter what happens. Yep. To, yeah. Yep. We, so we just have to do place. it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So did so, they decide that they wanted to stall it a little because, or was it just because of COVID that you couldn't? Yeah. Just place? COVID at the very beginning, because everything shut down, like oh, right. we all yeah, shut yeah, down yeah. too. Yeah. So we just put everything on hold. Right. So yeah, I'd say it was about June. My daughter was home. She, so she went, she was helping my mom start with the packing and the purging and all of the fun things. And <laughs> You know, we we set a target date for August first, and we just pushed as hard as we could. Once my daughter went back to school in the summer, I was there every day, all day. We packed, we purged, we just worked constantly. And then at the end of July, my mom had what looked like a stroke. Oh my goodness, that's right. Um, I forgot all about that. It was the second time it happened. It had happened a year before that, almost exactly a year before that. She was talking and then just went limp and lost consciousness. Well, come to find out. Yeah, it's terrifying. So come to find out, they think this is some sort of weird migraine thing, but it looks exactly like a stroke. So we have to treat it like that and hasn't happened again. And we'll knock on wood. And yeah. So when that happened, we had the mover scheduled and she wanted to push things back. But for some reason, I was like, nope, we, yeah. we need to have you guys moved in. We'll, 
Yeah, I said, we're going to have them move you that day and we'll finish afterwards. Not so sure that was a good idea. I don't know, but we did well, it. We got them in. Yeah, I just, we needed to all be in, living in the same house. I mean, it was about six weeks after that, my mom and I moved every day. We went to the old house and moved things. And so it was a lot, but they were here. Right. And one of the reasons they moved here also is that my stepfather is, is having a very hard time with mobility. Mm -hmm. So he's, he's moving towards a wheelchair and, and that is really what is safest for him. And my house is wheelchair accessible because my husband is disabled. So that was one of the reasons we wanted to get him here quickly too, because it was getting to the point we weren't sure we were going to be able to get him in and out of their house much longer. Yeah, so we had him come in. He's had several falls, so it's still been fairly difficult, but having the entire family together has helped. And when they moved in, it had been supposed that I would be one of the full-time caretakers because I was home. But it, it kind of turned out that this amazing job fell into my lap. Um, right. And so I'm not home being the caretaker right now, but my husband is home during the winter. And so okay. he's the caretaker right now. Wow. I, yeah, I'm, I'm incredibly like, blessed. So cool how you yeah. made it work. And you did, you know, I didn't think of that other piece that you didn't have to make a lot of accommodations to right. bring Paul Paul in so yeah yeah we were lucky in that way we really were so and you know we've just we're also really blessed that the four of us my, my the parents and and my husband and I the four of us are just determined to make this all work so yeah yeah so the motivation like yeah we all had to be on board right and and so I think that's been a huge part of it is and Part of it too, like we wanted to make sure my stepfather was going to be comfortable moving in. You know, he's never had to do this before. My mom has actually lived with us in, at times okay. and we've lived with her. So it wasn't as big of a deal, but that was huge. And and luckily, I think the transition has. Yeah, so been, how's it going now? So it, it's been pretty good. Most of the challenges have actually involved my kids. There are those pesky things yeah you know I mean like the bathroom our main bathroom in the house has kind of been converted and so mm -hmm. there's a lot more stuff in it and there's things for people who are older and more disabled and so it's okay. just yeah you know there are there are definitely things that have been an accommodation to them and mm -hmm. I, I think that it's been a little bit hard for them but they've done pretty well that's um, a lot too though I mean I guess is. thinking thinking about it as teenagers or exactly young, I young think people. that if I were 19 or, or 23 that I probably would have had a lot to say about this Me too. honestly <laughs> you know I think they've been rock stars my son gave up his room he has his own room in a different place in the house and that's actually working out for him but you know it, there's definitely been a lot my daughter's away at school for most of the time so that's been good talk to me in the summer who knows but for the most part we've all really just wanted to make it work so we've made it work i would say the biggest challenge has been combining the households yep. um finding room for everything right. we we wanted them to bring whatever was important for them to have so we've you know we've managed is my house really crowded yep it sounds like yeah like you've been really organized throughout the process so did you what's your what's your organization how did you coordinate all this 
Okay, as Jill knows well, I am completely anal. Um, <laughs> and I am, I am, and I'm a little bit OCD. So how I handled it was lists and lists and lists and lists and lists. I just that's, I had, that's your technique. That is how I do it. Mm-hmm. I had I have a calendar that I use for everything, um, and I schedule everything that I need time for on the calendar. That's right. And then I make. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No to do lists, and that's how I organize. And my mom organizes similarly, so I was I was able to give her lists. And you know, I mean, wow. Um, we can we worked really well through it. Yeah, it's you it's really hard all together. I mean, I think that we do your mom have a business. Didn't you work with her on a business? I did. Yeah. My first real grown up job was working for her. Yeah. So that was, yeah, we've had to, we didn't get along growing up. Um, It's really weird at all. So it was not until I became an adult that actually we became friends. And so, but it was, and this is kind of funny and I haven't, I don't even think I've told you this, but when she, when they moved in, uh-huh. One thing I noticed is there were certain times like she'd get irritated about stuff uh-huh. and I'd get really upset. Like I'd, I'd start to feel like my stomach would be, mm-hmm. cr- and at first I was like, what the heck? It has nothing to, like she'd be upset with her husband or something else and You're I'd be taking it really per- Yeah. But you know what it was? What? It's my mom. And you know, when I lived with my mom, I was a kid, and usually if she was annoyed, it was about me, so oh, it was totally triggering, like, me into this childhood oh crap. God. Oh, my God, it was weird. So it took a little bit of walking through and a little bit of, like, okay, we're all grown-ups here. Like, <laughs> you know? what did I do wrong? Oh, my God, did yep. I break my curfew? Exactly. I-, I was just like, oh, my God, what did I do to make her upset? Yeah, so yep. I've kind of worked through that, and I've had to say to her a few times, are you upset with me? And she's mm-hmm. had to say, nope, it has nothing to do with you, <laughs> you know. Um, so, yeah, that was kind of funny. And another really funny part is my kids, both of actually, and my husband, all of them now are like, wow, we we get why you are the way you are. And I don't think they're saying it completely negatively, although there is a bit of a negative component to it. But, yeah, they're definitely seeing where I came from. That's great. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. really cool. I don't know how they could not see at least. I don't yeah, know well, they, they get how much I am like my mom now. Okay. <laughs> so they're seeing do. it. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's – I think – I've noticed like my own children kind of taking more of an interest in my relationship with my mother as they get older, kind of looking, watching to see, you know, how we interact, like they're kind of suddenly aware of it. So I can see that the timing on this too. It seems like, yeah, the idea that you got in the shower or whatever was some kind of like (laughs) epiphany, which seems to be how things happen. And then like Kenny being on board with it and everything Mm kind of seems to support the idea and you really I don't know I've been really impressed and kind of just watching to yep. to see the challenges and you know I knew you'd make it work I just know that's that you were determined I just 
I felt yeah. so bad when the um move, when you downsized or you wanted to downsize yeah. and it did and it just didn't yeah. work out. Like that had to be a huge blow. But it was, it was. almost like you were prepared. You were preparing because you knew you know how to rearrange. Well, things, you know what but... though, it made it all make sense. Like okay. I mean, you know, here we are, we're with these two kids who are getting ready to fly the nest. Like, what the heck do we need this house for? Well, we, you know what? We need the house because we need a handicapped accessible place for them. So, I mean, this is, I think that, you know, the universe was trying to do this, but I do believe that it all worked out for a reason. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we're all here now. We're fairly well organized in the house. We have our own spaces. Yeah, uh, how I'm did an, you, like, routine yeah. stuff? How did that, how did you coordinate, like, the, the shower? And, like, I guess what <laughs> I'm getting at is, what if someone is listening and they want to, you know, they're curious about the process, like, what are the takeaways that you... Mm-hmm. I think like one of the big things that we've all figured out is that we all need our own space. Okay. So we've kind of set up our own spaces. We've all kind of I feel like we all kind of have these invisible boundaries. Like, um, we, yeah, we kind of, we gave my mom and Paul like our living room. So they have the living room, they have the bedroom, they have, you know, all this space and that's fine. And then we have a family room downstairs. So we have plenty of room to spread out. It's just kind of, you know, trying to figure it out. And there are some days that we all love to be together. And there are other days where like, oh (laughs) God, you go in that room. I'll go there. You go there. Don't talk. So that's an important consideration though. Absolutely. space. Right. And I also, I really try to do a lot of checking in with everyone. As you know, Jill, I'm the checker inner. Like, are you okay? What can we do better? You know, is, is there something bothering you that we can work on? You know, we, we had our first major blow up. Gosh, I want to say it was like two weeks into them moving in. My stepfather actually had been in the hot, he was in the hospital. He had taken a fall. So he wasn't here. My mom was here, very stressed. We were still cleaning out the other house and it was just a lot going on. And my son who has his own sets of issues, I don't even remember, but he came up and he just, he started yelling and it was a thing. And he and my mom got into it. And when my mom and my kids fight, it just, oh my God, it's really the worst possible thing. Yeah, it's bad. And so my son ended up walking away. My mom looked at me and goes, I'm moving out. And uh, she goes, this is my notice. I'm moving out. And all I could think was, dude, I have spent the last few months moving you here. If you think I'm moving you you anywhere, you are out of your freaking mind. I was ready to kill everybody. (laughs) Yeah, I bet. I bet. Yeah, I remember you told me about that. But, you know, we walked through it. Everybody cooled down. We all talked. It was fine. And we all said, you know, these are things that are going to come up. We just all have to talk. And yeah. since then, I have to say, you know, there have been minor little skirmishes, but nothing major. And, you know, we, we are making it work and we do kind of all have different schedules. So like the showers, we all take showers at different times. It kind of all like worked out naturally. And so it's all kind of, flow- it yeah, it's flowed. Yep. So um, that's, that's just, I don't know. I, I love hearing this story and it, it kind of made, you know, in, where everything seems like it's falling apart, you found a way to to put it back together in a like today. An organic way. Today. <laughs> yeah, today. I was gonna say, what's your long term plan? Do you have you know, one? I mean, it could all go to hell tomorrow. I yeah, I don't true. think it will. You know, I mean my stepfather has a lot of illnesses. He's not mm-hmm. going to live forever. Mm-hmm. I wish he would, but he won't. And you have to be realistic. Right. I, I think that 
you know, we've kind of said that we're willing to have our mom, my mom with us for the rest of her life and be perfectly fine with it. I think that, you know, we're short term here. We'll be in the house for the next few years until the kids are grown and, and as long as Paul is here. And then, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see what comes next. Um, I think that I definitely don't want to take care of this big of a yard forever. Right, <laughs> um, yeah, that's, yeah, you've you know, got a big, a big old so, yard. So, yeah, um, so but I'm willing to do this short term because it's really working out for everyone. It sounds like it. Yeah, it's, um, I mean, this winter, I, I think I'm very worried about everyone. I mean, I get to go to my job every day, which is awesome. But I, I think I if do, you didn't have that job in some I ways, would be a little worried. Yeah, yeah. I think it, it's kind of worked out as much as I miss having I you so. around I on the podcast. I think it's worked out the way it's supposed to because you go nuts I know. if you were there all the time, Lisa. I think I would. And I think that it's kind of given the other three this new dynamic in their relationships, too. You know, yeah. I mean... So it's they all, have to. Yep. yeah, and and it's, I mean, there's been some, you know, there have been a couple skirmishes, but again, you know, the, everybody respects each other, so everybody can talk it through, and so far, that's how we've been, and hopefully, it will continue this way. I mean, this winter is challenging; it really is. Everyone's mostly home, where where both of the older folks and my husband are at an increased risk with COVID. I am trying to keep them all home a little bit more. I'm out and about doing what I can and trying to stay as safe as possible and Mm -hmm. not bring anything home to them. And that's, you know, that's all we can do. And yeah. yeah, And, you know, and my mom and and Kenny, when they get crazy, they go out for a little while. That's what they have to do. I was going to ask that. Like, yeah. 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 Kenny takes a lot of rides. He does. He goes (laughs) out and takes a lot of rides. He knows I don't want him going places right now, but he does. He goes out and he'll, or he'll like go to a drive through for lunch or whatever. So he does, he takes, he's also an introvert and he needs time to himself. So Mm -hmm. he does do that. And I kind of push him to do it. And my mom, I'm, I'm also pushing to do that because sometimes she does forget to take care of herself, you know, as caretakers, as, as we know, caretakers just, don't do that and we're trying to talk my mom into coming on because I would love yeah I think that the discussion between you and her especially around caregiving is going to be phenomenal so and Jill and my mom have this awesome connection so stay tuned for that because yes. I do think that'll be a good one I, I do yeah, I, I think you guys will have a really great conversation yeah um, but no, you we've, so much yeah we've actually I have to say that we have had a fairly easy adjustment and I I would say that we've been very very blessed because I know it's not always like this I have watched other people go through things like this I have talked to other people I can't tell you how many people who I told I was doing this to said oh my god you're crazy don't do it yeah it speaks to your you know I think that the the level of your your evolution I hate to say but yeah everybody in your family it seems like kind of went to their highest level to make this kind of assess the need and realize you know whether putting personal interests aside i just like you trying to make it work for all of us right for the greater good kind of thing you You know and we've we watched my my parents-in-law both of my parents my father-in-law died fairly quickly but my mother-in-law was sick for several months before she Mm -hmm. passed and we watched that and you know so we did have some up close to know what to expect 
and and there there's also a part of dementia with this like my mother-in-law had dementia my stepfather has dementia and he goes in and out of some serious delirium which goes along with dementia too which that is that is definitely challenging and I'll also like give a shout out to my kids again because I think if I were their age and I saw that I'd be really freaked out because there are times that he's talking to the ceiling or you know um I mean you just you never know what to expect and it's you know we try and kind of have a sense of humor about it see I think for your kids what a beautiful example just natural living circumstances this is what happens in the life cycle there's no like hiding these things it's just right there and I I I agree I, I agree. I hope that it's teaching them that. I mean, right now what it's teaching them is don't think I'm ever going to do that for you. I'm putting you in a nursing home. That is why I'm hearing right now. But I have to say when I was 19 or 20, that is absolutely oh, what I would totally. have said to my mother. A hundred percent. So, you know, I'm hopeful. But then again, my mother never expected this. It's not like she said, you know, this is what we want to do. It was an, like you said, it was an evolution on all of our parts. And I, it was actually, I think a harder decision for them than it was for us because she didn't want us to To feel burdened, Right. you know? Yeah. The mothers. (laughs) Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, I mean, even, even here, she tries to do everything and we're like, you know, we're here, we're here helping and yeah. So it's, it's tough. It's tough to let go of that caregiving part. It really you know, um, challenges you to see yourself from all different angles and other people as well, you know, right, getting right. out of the same roles and pretty, it's pretty interesting. And I think I could, I don't want to go off on a tangent, but it's just like our society has not given us enough solutions that are really adequate and our systems of care are there's just such uh i don't know black and white and we aren't black and white people and we've got to like these fluid and flexible ways of finding solutions seems to be what i want to work towards and what you've done i think too though that in our society that if you are elderly or you have a disability that you are invisible and Mm. most of society would like you to just kind of go to your corner and hang out Before, before I moved them in, I was working at our senior center and had been blessed to be able to make relationships with a lot of seniors. And again, that was like a job I never expected to have, but I believe that I was supposed to be in for, for so many reasons. But I see, you know, we live in an affluent town and I see our senior housing and it's, it's, it's Impressive. absolutely ridiculous that we live in a town like this and that we have our senior housing has stairs. I mean, and I looked at these apartments and I, I looked at my husband and I said, they're not handicapped no accessible. Like we, we would not have access to those someday. You know what I mean? Yeah. What the heck? Yeah. I, I so yes, Jill, that. there is definitely a very, very larger, you know, and I think that's what we at TSC Talks are trying to talk about is like, there are so many people in our society being marginalized. And I would say in general, the elderly are definitely part of that marginalized society. Yeah, mm-hmm. we only value like this middle part, this one part. Yep. And if you're anywhere outside of that, then you're really gonna have, you're gonna have to like find a way to fit yourself into these square pegs into round holes, or you're gonna have to find a new way, so. Right, exactly. 
Mm -hmm. Anyways, yeah, I just, uh, yeah, I think I can't speak highly enough of what you've done, of you as a person and just a mother and daughter and all the roles that you have. Just really great, Lisa. Thank you. I am, I am honored to talk to you and have you as a friend. And that is a wrap. Thank you so much for tuning in to TSC Talks. Unique, thought-provoking, interesting, fun, and I don't know what else to say, content. And over and out. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.